Like he's on, I can feel every part of him, and I know that he's not trying to escape somewhere. And he says, "Ooh, mom, oh, you are warm." All the way in my ear. Oh god, <laughs> that is happening at the moment. Oh boy. It's episode six of CritterCast. It's episode six, and y'all, it is so freaking hot. I have no idea what's happening on my shoulders, but I'm just going to go with it, and uh, we're going <laughs> to go from there. Wait, what do you mean you have no idea what's happening on your shoulders? Oh, on my shoulders, I have a live animal. It is our special featured guest for today, Cornelius, who... um. I'd let you guys guess, but the name is pretty on the nose for um, for this critter of ours. Cornelius is my what juvenile corn snake. How you how you doing? <laughs> oh, you know we're we are we're great. Yeah, we're ex- absolutely excellent. I have a, a scarf today. Yeah, you do a scaly scarf. It's incredibly fashionable. Thank you. It matches it's my beautiful. it matches my pajama top. Which is also incredibly fashionable. Thank you. Because we all almost always record very late at night. Yeah. Almost all of our podcast we're recording just, has happened at night. We're more functional at night, and the animals are more settled down. Would you say that we are night owls? I would, except then I would be somewhat terrified of us. Oh, and wait. also, we would be an episode behind. Yeah. So what did you guys think of our of our owl episode? Let us know at this point. It's been live for a few days, and we've had actually, I think, our most like reactions yeah. so far have been to this episode, which we knew. Yeah. We knew posting it was oh, going to get some reactions. I have a great story for you, though, Okay. Um, following that up. So my, my parents live in Oregon, um, and they have a pair of pygmy owls okay. or screech owls, one or the other, that live in the eaves of their... Um, their house, like mm-hmm. they they come back every year around summertime, mm-hmm. um, and I think they've been going there for like ten years. Yeah, and so my mom just sent our family group chat a picture today. <laughs> Y'all, I'll post this picture on social media. Um, it's a picture of these two owls just sitting right in front of her window where she sits at her computer and staring one each in different directions. Um, on the deck, on the porch, and they are just lurking there. Terrifying. Terrifying. Well, see, that's my like immediate they reaction. Knew, they knew we were talking about them. Yes. They knew. They they are watching us. They are listening to us. And now they're stalking. Yeah. My mom. family. They're threatening my mother. <laughs> they found your family. <laughs> we didn't even talk about where she lives, and they found it's her. It's terrifying. Well, you did mention that you were from Oregon, Shit. so they probably just put out the call. I'm so sorry, Mom. I've I've doomed you and Dad and Grandma, who's visiting right now. So, yeah. yep, they're they're all goners. So my immediate reaction, of course, was, "Oh my God, they're gonna murder you! <laughs> Run!" And my whole family was like, "Oh, they're so cute! That's so awesome!" <laughs> You're like, "You haven't they're listened so to cuddly. episode five yet." That's <laughs> yes. Where is the familial support here, folks? Exactly. Come on. Exactly. That's what's happening. Oh, God. Yeah, so our owl episode, it was one of our best. I think we're very proud of it. Um, And today we've decided to move back to a familiar territory with Mm -hmm. animals we're a little bit more excited and upbeat about, perhaps less (laughs) Less. scared of. (laughs) Which is interesting considering the fact that this is a snake episode, and most people would probably say, out of the two, what's scarier, a snake or an owl? Yeah. But a snake. A corn snake? 
Yeah. And an owl? I would say corn snakes are far less scary. Oh, absolutely. And today we're going to explain to you guys why you shouldn't be so afraid of some of them. Yeah. I mean, like, keep a healthy distance from those rattlers and, oh, you know, yes. all other kinds of venomous snakes. And also the giant constrictors. Yeah. Do yeah. definitely be wary of those I mean, animals. Before we delve too, too much into the realm of corn snakes and, yes. the, and the critter of the week. Yeah. Let's just personal check-in. How, oh. how are you doing, Cassie? Oh. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I don't know. Um, well, you know, sometimes I get the, I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel this existential dread. Yeah. Just randomly. Just randomly, but recently not really. No, that's good. Then. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad that you're not feeling that. Also, I want to take a pause here yes. because I want to give a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to see our podcast statistics and mm-hmm. see like who's listening and stuff. Yeah. Okay, A, we have a listener in Sweden. Yeah. Go you. Hello. Thank you for the meatballs. Oh, we yeah. We, we totally had Swedish meatballs tonight, actually. IKEA thank you meatballs. for IKEA so thank much. You. Thank you. Everybody from your country. Also, thank you for me. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. For your your true heritage. Yeah, well, part. <laughs> I'm quite a mishmash. But my dad's dad's family came from Sweden, so you know, mm-hmm. that's pretty chill. Um, but also I've noticed that like as soon as a new episode is released, we have this steady stream of uh, listeners who listen to every single episode. I think. Yeah. So thank you. Yes. We love you. But if you're one of those people, let us know. Yes. Comment on a Facebook post. Send us an email. Send us a Facebook message. Or a you know, DM. we wanna we wanna do something special for you. Yeah. Guys. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's lots of fun. Yeah. And exciting stuff coming up in the world of Crittercast. Yeah. So much. So much. Yeah. But this week. Specifically, mm-hmm. we've got another reptile episode. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And now when we did geckos, we did not break it up into subspecies of geckos. We no. we did focus and highlight a couple, mm-hmm. but we did and geckos we might, as a whole. We might choose to go back to other specific gecko That we didn't really talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, as we learn more fun facts about specific yeah. geckos, we might do feature episodes. Yeah. But um, we have since learned that breaking it down into, into even more specific creatures is sometimes helpful. Not always, but sometimes. Um, so for our first snake episode, we've decided to specifically talk about corn snakes. Yeah. Because I own a corn snake. And also, they're one of the most popular, actually, no, one of the most popular yeah. reptile pets. Absolutely. Um, they are arguably the most suggested beginner snake. I mean, look. Clint from Clint's Reptiles. Who <laughs> we'll, we'll bring gave, up again. Oh, Clint, <laughs> shout out, my dude. Um, he gave corn snakes a 4.8 on his chart uh, five, of... Five, yeah. scale, five chameleon scales. Yeah. He got 4.8 chameleons. <laughs> of whether Which or not it's so the best far, reptile. Yeah, so far, the highest yeah. to date yeah. score. I think there's a couple others that have equaled that. Mm-hmm. But nobody has gotten above a 4.8. Yeah. And that's because corn snakes make excellent pets. They do. And aside from being excellent pets, they're also just a really cool native species of snake. Oh, they're so that we cool. Have. So, Cassie. Yeah. Introduce me to, mm-hmm. to corn snakes. Oh, because you probably don't know anything about them, huh? Not enough. <laughs> not enough. You know, I'm one of those people that, as long as I know how to make sure it stays alive... I don't do in-depth research. So tell me all about where these guys come from and what's their deal. So their deal. What even are corn snakes? What are corn snakes? Uh, They are 
a uh, North American snake species okay. that, as we already talked about, is found primarily throughout southeastern and central United States, ranging from uh, southern New Jersey south uh, down into Florida. And they have been spotted in the wild in the Florida Keys. Um, and then west into Louisiana, parts of Kentucky. Some people have found them in, occasionally in Texas. So that's mostly where you can find them. They like habitats that are warm and that offer plenty of rodents for them to eat. They tend to live around old buildings, on farm ground, and they really like trees because this is a cool thing. They're actually, even though they don't have any legs or limbs, they're really good climbers. They tend to be around old buildings, farm ground. They enjoy trees. They're found mostly on the ground, but they have no no problem climbing. They're yeah. actually really good climbers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tried looking up for you what their Latin name actually means. So their Latin name is Pantheropus guttatus. Pantheropus guttatus? Um, I have no idea what it means. Somebody who knows Latin, please tell us. Yeah, somebody who speaks a dead language. Yes. Revive it for us. John? John, if you're listening, <laughs> my my BFF Kathy's husband, John, who's very adept in Latin, please text me. Thank you. <laughs> um, so some cool stuff about them. They can live up to 24 years. That's the age of the, the oldest known uh, corn snake in captivity. Okay. But on average, it's usually around 12 to 18 for pets. Um, that's a nice long lifespan. It's a good lifespan. You know, it's up, up in par with cats and dogs yep. and mm-hmm. lots of other reptiles. Yeah, it's enough to love them a lot, get really attached to them, but not so much that you're making such a commitment to them that you have to, like, put them into your grandchildren's will. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, t- we're looking at you, tortoises. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's where we're looking. Yeah. Uh, they are tend to be pretty slender. Um, they're non-venomous, non-poisonous, of course, so they're, they're harmless to people. So they uh, range from about 24 at full, full-grown length. They range from about 2 feet, 24 inches, to about 72 inches, um, or about 3 to, f- well, 4 to 6, six feet. feet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting there. I can do the math. Yes. <laughs> uh, oddly, the males tend to be a little bit larger than the females. And, of course, you can... So here's the deal with snakes. When they grow, they, they shed their skins. Right. Um, and you can inhibit their growth and keep them smaller by not feeding them as often. But don't do that, though. That seems cruel. It's, it is cruel. That seems like you're just manipulating how their digestive system works. Yes. I mean, you could definitely do that to people, too. You're yeah. like, oh, I want a small, slender, delicate-looking child, so yeah. I'll just feed it way less. Nothing. It'll yes. just eat like a bird. Excuse and me. And then it will I have like bird bones. A delicate, beautiful child, I shall give it consumption. Like a Victorian... <laughs> no, don't do not do that. Yeah. We don't need no consumptive corn snakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just feed your corn snake. Regularly, please. About, don't overfeed it. About don't once a week, it. right? Seven to ten days? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so their base color. Like I was saying earlier, they're really gorgeous. And their wild ones are beautiful. They're kind of a reddish-brown color. Um, or brown to a, a red orange or a burnt orange. Yeah. They tend to be speckled with several large red splotches and oftentimes have black edging around their backs. Mm-hmm. And of course, their colors range from region to region depending on the environment, on the morphs there, etc. Right. They have to camouflage. Of course. Because they're wild animals. Yeah. Wild animals got to camouflage. Yeah. 
One thing that is consistent among corn snakes is their belly. Their underbelly scales. They're so pretty. Right. Which, um, on, you know, some reptiles, like, their belly's going to look just like they're, just like above. Um, But snakes are always on their bellies. Mm -hmm. So their bellies don't need to be camouflaged the same way that their backs do. Mm Because they're never going to be showing their bellies uh, unless they're dead, sadly. Um, Well, you know, that's, oh. that's how snakes are. That just got real dark. Yeah. Um, so Maybe you should give me the snake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Part of why they are named corn snakes, uh-huh. one of the reasons, is because of that really unique underbelly scaling. So most snakes will just have a white underbelly, mm-hmm. um, a white or a light-colored, solid yeah. underbelly, and it won't be the vibrant pattern that their top is. And corn snakes certainly are not um, as vibrant on the bottom as they are on the top, but they have these checkered scale mm-hmm. patterns. So it'll be white or light with darker splashes of black or mm-hmm. darker tones of color um, speckled in there. And people, it's commonly said yes. that they are named corn snakes because their underbelly looks a lot like Native American corn. Yep. And they could get mistaken for corn kernels out in the fields. Yeah. Another reason, though, is that they're a lot of times found in corn fields and corn silos because those are great places to hunt rodents. Yes. And that's mostly what they eat. Absolutely. And that's one of the ways in which corn snakes are really beneficial to um, humans is that they take care of a ton of rodents for us, which reduces not only rodents, but also disease factors, etc. So thank you so much. Shout out to the corn snake. Make, for- makes your food healthier. Yeah. And yummier. Yeah. And cheaper because it's not getting eaten up by rodents. Right. And you don't have to use like rodent poison because the natural world is taking care of it. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, corn snakes. Thank you. That should be the title of the episode. Thank you, corn snakes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So corn snakes sometimes are known as the red rat snake. Do you know why that is? Um, Is it because they're very similar to rat snakes? (gasps) Why it is? Except rat snakes don't come in red. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) You're so smart. (laughs) Um, Corn snakes also, in their patterning, they tend to have a distinctive spear-like marking or a heart-shaped marking on their heads um, and dark vertical bars on their lips. Although that varies, of course. He from totally north does to have a spear shaped mark right? on his head. I know. I've never really looked at that before. Yeah. Look at that, Cornelius. You got an arrow on your head. He's so pretty. He's gorgeous. He is. He's really gorgeous. That I knew. Cornelius is the corn snake that you've seen multiple pictures of on our Instagram. But of course, we will post more. Oh, absolutely. They also tend to have round pupils and red or orange eyes. Which I know you don't love the red eyes. They just creep me out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The orange eyes, though, I can stand. Yeah. So the red eyes with black pupils, yeah. that's right. fine. Right. But when they're all red-eyed and red pupils, yeah. that freaks me out. Yeah, yeah it's a little <laughs> demonic looking. Because they're just you know? Yeah. I don't like mice with that color eyes either. No, freaks me, me out a lot. Yep. Don't even really like those rabbits with red <laughs> eyes. They just kind of oh, all definitely freak me not. out. No. Yeah. I don't like those squirrels with the beady red eyes. No squirrels have beady red eyes. The the really, really evil ones do. They do not. You don't know yeah. what you're talking about. I absolutely do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so corn snakes are a constrictor. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are part of the... Hang on. Hang on. They're part of a very large family, the Colubridae, that includes a majority of harmless species, such as grass snakes and garter snakes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, look at you. <laughs> Bringing back the definition. That's right. <laughs> um, because snakes are broken up into two types um, when we're talking about how they kill. Because you've got constrictors right. mm-hmm. that will suffocate their yes. prey before swallowing. And then you have the ones with the laser guns. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you're calling venomous fanged snakes. Oh, yes. Sorry. Then yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because you could either constrict and suffocate your prey to death, or you could bite it and paralyze it with your venom. Mmm, delicious. And then eat it. (laughs) So those are your your two basic types of of how you eat your prey. The prey flavored with venom is just a little bit more piquant and tasty. (laughs) (laughs) And, and of course, corn snakes belong to the the more harmless group. (laughs) Yes. Of the constrictors <laughs> and the colubrids. Yeah, yeah, so true. Um, so generally when they kill their prey, they constrict around it first, and then when it's dead, then they swallow it whole. Mm-hmm. Mm, tasty. Delicious. And their, their prey, the, the types of um, animals that make up their diet, tend to be mostly small rodents. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, however, will eat bird eggs and bats or even birds if they can catch them. Right. And then when they're juveniles, they tend to eat a lot more lizards and frogs as well. Small things. Mm-hmm. Small things. You know, they can't be picky when they're living no. out in the wild. They kind of got to eat whatever is, like, yeah. available. Now, while they eat that in the wild, if yeah. you keep a corn snake in captivity, uh-huh. then you'll feed only rodents. Yes. It is not considered safe to go out and catch wild rodents. Oh, oh no. Nor wild anything else. No. Um, and they're small snakes, so you're never really going to need anything bigger. Honestly, for corn snakes, nothing bigger than a large mouse or, as an adult corn snake, a small rat. Uh, and what are those called within the the snake-owning <laughs> what community? Mean? What's the, the, the lingo for a large mouse? Is it a hopper? No, so actually, a large mouse is just a large mouse. Oh, that's so but the, boring. The other so names are so cool. Right, because there's pinkies, yes. which are the newborn mice uh-huh. that don't have fur yet, and those uh-huh. are the smallest, and that's the smallest you can get. So your baby corn snakes that are so tiny so have to be able tiny. to eat newborn uh, mice, uh. pinkies. And then when they're a little bit older, usually like a week or two, mm-hmm. they call them fuzzies because they're just starting to get that fur, mm-hmm. but they're still quite small. Mm-hmm. And then you get hoppers, mm-hmm. which are your like young baby mice. Mm-hmm. still and then you have a small adult mouse and oh. then a large adult mouse and then you go into so rats i would like better better names, names right yeah. for the for the adult mice yeah. but no it's just like small like the or large. or the oh. i don't know oh boy <laughs> <laughs> um but re- they're just names it's there's nothing different about them they're not different <laughs> breeds or species of mice <laughs> it's just names for how old they are and yeah. how big they are and you can get them at pretty much any pet store right any pet store should have them yeah. there's usually buy your reptiles you're mm-hmm. gonna have a small fridge which is gonna have a variety of live animal feeders where mm-hmm. you, where the crickets are there's gonna be a fridge with frozen well usually there's a fridge with like worms and yeah. uh, different kind of feeders and then there's a freezer with like frozen um, brine shrimp for fish mm-hmm. and frozen mice and rats for snakes right um, and they're very easy to find. You can also order them online if you don't have a local pet store that stocks them, yeah. and they'll get delivered pretty quickly, and you just pop them in the freezer. Um, and you can have as many as you want on hand yeah. and just buy them, like, 
as regularly as you want. I don't like to buy in bulk because it takes up a chunk of your freezer. Sure. Um, but if you also, have a nice big freezer. I probably would be grossed out by that. <laughs> by them keeping too big <laughs> so of a thank chunk. thank you. <laughs> but yeah. So in captivity, you're only going to be feeding rodents. Um, but in the wild, it's got to be more diverse because they may just not always be able to find a, an appropriately sized rodent that they can catch. Right. So, do you know how um, quinsinks hunt their prey? No. Because right. I just give mine his food. Right. So. Yeah. And, of course, when you feed yours, you, you feed frozen. Yes. So you shake. You have well, you tongs. have to thaw it first. Oh, right. Of course. You can't just give it to them frozen. They won't eat it. And also, it's unsafe yeah. to give it to them frozen. They could choke, right? Yeah, it's too stiff. Yeah. Um, no, you have to warm it up so that it's close to what the temperature would be if it were alive. Yeah. Um, some corn snakes, will. you don't have to do anything. You just have to put it in there. Like, you could even set it down for some wow. corn snakes, and they'll just go after it, right. depending on the snake. Most people will tell you, use tongs, mm-hmm. not your hands, because you right. don't want to get the rodent smell on your hands. You don't want them to no. start associating your hand with food. Right. Um, so use a pair of tongs, mm-hmm. metal feeding tongs or wooden ones, and hold it by its tail so that it's at a good angle for them to go ahead and grab it right at the head mm-hmm. and snatch it up. Yep. And then usually what he'll do in his tank is he'll grab it, pull it back into like a corner or a den uh-huh. and like wrap his body around it uh-huh. because he still thinks it's alive. Sure. So he's constricting all over it. Yeah. And then he'll just slowly swallow bit <laughs> by bit you know just kind of move those jaws around until Delicious. it's all the way in and the first time I fed him I was fascinated by how quickly they swallow yeah like it's a whole thing yeah it's far larger than his head yeah because you're supposed to feed them something that's about as thick as their widest part and they are the type of snakes who have tiny tiny heads yes and then thicker bodies in the middle and then a tiny tiny tail yeah and so their heads are so small, yeah. and their, their necks and the, the top half of their body is so small, but that mouse just moves through their digestive tract it sure very does. quickly. Very quickly. Yeah, because you can see, like, the lump in their body, like, the next day, but not for very long. Honestly, I've never looked because, uh-huh. um, you know, it's good to leave them alone yes. and just let them digest because yeah. it takes time and stressing them out. And they are burrowers. Out. They do like to burrow when they want to be, mm-hmm. like, in private alone. Yeah. yeah, and that's why, like, I offer hides because I don't want yeah. him to have to just dig into the substrate. So he does, usually he'll just be in a hide because yeah. it's easier. But he likes to hide away where it's mm-hmm. warm and the warmth can help him digest. Yeah. Um, so I don't usually peek, but I imagine that you can't see the, the lump for very long. No. They break it down very quickly. Yeah. But how do they hunt in the wild then? Oh, yeah. If you're not so, just hand feeding them with tongs. So it's not just, they can of course see, but they rely mainly on their sense of smell. Mm. Of smell. Smile. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to last week's episode, and oh. there were a couple of words that I was like, I don't pronounce that that way, do I? But then I'd do it again. And, oh, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, yeah, they rely largely on their sense of smell to find their meals. So that's why you see them flicking their tongues out. They're tasting the air, and they're finding information about things. They're getting um, sources of, of prey and food, and that's how they hunt. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? Snakes are very cool. Snakes are cool. Very I like cool. them. Okay, here's something that I didn't know. Um, well, here's a lot I didn't know. Because I didn't know a ton about corn snakes except that I liked them. 
I didn't know much about how they breed, so I got to find out a lot about that, and I thought yeah. that was really cool. I thought, you're okay. I thought that um, snakes would lay, like, one or two eggs a month, but they're seasonal breeders. So they'll breed when it's warm, in the warm season, or, like, just after the warm season. Mm-hmm. So in general... Most experts think that the snake breeding, the corn snake breeding season, occurs from March to May. Um, some sometimes in the wild, um, experts say that they might breed in both the fall and the spring. But in general, it's believed that they that they breed um, from March to May. Okay, <laughs> here's some cool stuff. So they the um, in order to attract a mate, uh-huh. the male corn snakes may engage in ritualistic combat. Oh my. I know, right? So they have body shoving contests. So I'm imagining this with like two male corn snakes with their their hats on, their trucker hats on turned backwards, right? <laughs> and like muscle tanks and they're going bruh <laughs> and hitting each other with their chest. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just like lifting up that upper body yeah. using that cool <laughs> strength and just hitting each other. <laughs> Yeah, that seems odd, <laughs> but, you know, corn snakes are odd, so I'm not that surprised. Yeah, yeah. they also can court the female corn snakes through touch and use of chemical cues that make the corn, the female corn snakes more interested in breeding with them. Huh. Mm-hmm. They're like, hello, I smell nice. <laughs> yes. Okay, so once the eggs have been fertilized, the females lay them about a month after mating, uh, generally, they lay between 12 and 24 eggs, and they like to hide them in warm, moist, hidden little areas. Rotting tree stumps are kind of a favorite for them. So if you're going out and you're exploring nature, um, and you see little oval, leathery, oblong-shaped things... Usually um, white. Yeah, usually white. Leave them alone. Yeah. Those they're, are snake babies. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and pretty much all snake eggs look like that. Yes. So... Yeah. Do just leave them alone. Um, And that's so interesting, too, because so when when a reptile lays multiple eggs instead Mm -hmm. of just one egg at a time, Mm -hmm. it's called a clutch. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge clutch for these tiny animals. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Like, they're not, they never get more than two inches around. I mean, these are not thick snakes. And to lay 24. Four eggs. Well, and the eggs are not tiny no, either. Like, no. They're small. Right, because the eggs don't grow. Right. Once they're laid, that's mm-hmm. the size like that the little tiny snake is yep. stuck in. Yeah. So um, when a, it's called gravid, when a mm-hmm. female snake is gravid with eggs, meaning mm-hmm. she's getting ready to lay them all, you can tell. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. That Poor is baby girl. A lot and they won't be hungry usually, even because oh, no. you know there's no room in those tiny bodies no. for food. No, when they're in those final stages before they're ready. Yeah. Um, and how how did you say already how long those eggs have to incubate? Yeah, once they're laid, they'll um, gestate for between sixty to seventy days. Mm-hmm. So usually, eggs hatch sometime in July through September. So basically, what that means mm-hmm. is if you want to get a baby corn snake. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to get the best price possible. Yes. Keep in mind their breeding season. Yeah. Because they absolutely do breed in seasons in captivity. Yeah. And you will get a much better price mm-hmm. on corn snake babies when there's many, many of them. And oh, you'll yeah. have a huge variety to choose from. Yes. Because breeders are always looking into new projects, trying to create yeah. really beautiful snakes. So, 
I have one last, like, really cool thing that I want to share with you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's along that same line. Okay. So, guess what breeders have done. What have they done? So, oh, oh, my. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, breeders have figured out how to breed together corn snakes with king snakes. Okay. And they've made a snake called a jungle corn snake. Doesn't that sound amazing? What does it look like? Oh, my God. They're so beautiful. I took so many screenshots because I knew I was going to tell you about this. Um, and I didn't want to spoil it. ruin it. Yeah. So I've been sitting on this for like a week. So now if you're not driving and listening to the podcast, now is an excellent time yes. to Google jungle corn snake. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll all find out together. Right. What they look like. Mm-hmm. Well, Cassie knows already. So I already Karina, know. Karina They're gorgeous. doesn't know. Um, and king snakes are very similar snakes to corn snakes. They're similar mm-hmm. in their care needs. They're similar in their size and their environments that they come from. Yeah. Um, not totally, though, but no, similar. No. And here's the really cool thing about those hybrids, the, mm-hmm. the corn snake, king snake hybrids, is mm-hmm. that they're fertile. Which is really rare for a hybrid. Yeah. So they can produce babies, too. And for those who are not as Mm critter-minded and didn't know, um, popular hybrid animals included Mm -hmm. the mule, which is a donkey crossed with a horse. Which is non-fertile. Yeah. It's an infertile animal, meaning in order to get a new mule, you have to just keep crossing donkeys and horses. You can't breed two mules together. You can't even breed a mule with a donkey or a horse and get, like, a quarter mule. No. They just cannot breed. You can't breed them at all. Um, which is so sad. I know. So sad. Corn mules. Um, and that's the case they found. They haven't done a ton of hybrid mm-hmm. breeding because, like, it's right morally gray. A little questionable. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a gray area. But if the um, families are close anyway, which the king snake is not that far off right. from the corn snake. Right. Um, then you end up. Yeah. Getting very cool animals. Yeah. Very so cool here's animals. the main things that I noticed when I was looking at the pictures. Okay. Their patterns are more diverse because okay. the um, the king snakes have a lot of stripy patterns. Yes. So you can get Which more is of those. Not what corn snakes. Yeah. Usually. Some corn snakes are striped, but it's less popular. Yeah. So you can get a lot of those really cool mixtures of stripy patterns. Mm. They tend to keep the head shape of the corn snakes. Okay. The really pretty heads head shape and the the round eyes Mm -hmm. um they have more diverse color patterns too and blendings of bright colors and darker or neutral or earthy tones that is beautiful isn't that beautiful yeah it does look like a corn snake yeah just a very fancy corn yeah because the the circular banded pattern Mm -hmm. you'd never see on a corn snake yep and what do their underbelly scales look like? Oh, they um, are... So the scale shapes are a little bit different, too, than, oh. than the corn, sh- corn snake scales. So you can, um, you can kind of see it looks a little bit more pronounced. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They're bigger scales, mm-hmm. huh? And they're more round. Yeah. Because corn snakes have these very narrow diamond-shaped scales. Uh-huh. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful snake. Yeah. They're gorgeous. Yeah, they're really beautiful. Well, that's stunning. And so it looks like they still have patterning underneath, too, yeah. which is really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, way to go breeders. I, it's so... Oh, so small. <laughs> Tiny snake. Oh, my God. When snake babies, you guys, if you're afraid of snakes and you're not convinced by adult snakes, mm-hmm. look at baby snakes. Yep. Just look at them online. That one is a little less... I know, right? Because it's so earthy. It's a earthy. little scary. Yeah. Like it. It's a little creepy. Yeah. Um, not going to lie, I love corn snakes, and I am 
gaining a great appreciation of all snakes, mm-hmm. but there's still some that you look at and you're like, you know what? I don't find that yeah. <laughs> as beautiful as I might a different snake. Well, and unfortunately, a lot of times this happens to corn snakes who are totally harmless and, in fact, beneficial to humans. Yeah. People see them in the wild and think, for some reason, that they're a copperhead or something else that's a really dangerous type of snake. Yeah. So a lot of times they get killed. Yeah. Because of mistaken identity. Yeah. Um, so because they have, like, the blotchy pattern. Yeah. Which... Learn your learn your venomous yeah. snakes. If you live in an area that has yeah. venomous snakes, learn them mm-hmm. because there's a lot of fake lookalikes yes. in the snake world, especially. There's a lot of fake lookalikes. Right, because they want other animals yeah. to leave them alone. Yep. But people tend to react with violence when they're scared yep. as opposed to just leaving it alone yeah, like you probably should. Um, so just learn them so that you don't mm-hmm. have to be... Um, a foe yeah. to, the, to the harmless snakes. Be, be a, a friend. Be, yeah. And many of them are endangered. Corn snakes, luckily, are not. But a lot of those look like... They're not endangered, but they are listed as a species of special concern in the state of Florida because of habitat loss and destruction in the Florida Keys. So, you know, just like any other animal that lives near humans, loss of habitat is a concern. Yeah. With so many. So mm-hmm. please... Please be friends. Educate yourself um, on your local harmless snakes. Find out who they are. If you find a corn snake, a wild corn snake, in the wild, don't take it home. Oh no, no, no! Make a friend of it. When I say be friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean be a friend to the species. Yes. By leaving it alone. Yes. That's how you can best be friends to wildlife. (laughs) Totally. Is by always just leaving it alone. Yeah. And if you want a domesticated corn snake to be your pet. Yeah. Buy it from a reputable breeder or a reputable pet store. Or a reptile expo. Uh, or a rescue. Or yeah. a rescue, yeah. So um, lots of ways to get corn snakes. So let's delve in a little bit. Now that we know what are corn snakes and where they come from and what makes them cool, yeah. um, one of the reasons that we are talking about them is because mm-hmm. they're very popular pets and they make great pets. Yeah. So... One of the reasons that they come up as one of the number one best first snakes to get Mm -hmm. is because they're a small snake species. Oh, yeah. Like, all colubrids are the Mm -hmm. thinner snakes. Like I said, they don't really get thicker than two inches. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't get very long. Anywhere between four and six feet full grown is a very manageable size. And when you're talking about size, size, (laughs) when you're talking about size, it's not because they're unmanageable as they get bigger. Oh, no. It's because they need larger habitats. Yes. And so when you're a brand new snake keeper, mm-hmm. you're not going to have room, most likely, for an eight-foot tank. Well, and maybe you don't... a giant snake. Or if you want to invest that funding in it, too. Right. Like, the bigger tanks are more expensive. Yeah. So a young corn snake can start out in a 10-gallon tank. Yes. They cannot stay in a 10-gallon tank their whole lives because oh, they will no. get bigger. Um, a general rule of thumb for snakes is that they should be able to... Um, if you were to go along the length and width of your snake cage, they should be able to stretch fully out along the length and width. A lot mm-hmm. of people who want to give them more space will even say they should be able to stretch out along a whole, mm-hmm. the whole length and not including the width, mm-hmm. but minimum length and width sure. combined. So, like, my corn snake is currently in an 18 by 18 inch. 
Um, and so that's a total of 36 inches and there's no, he's not three feet yet. So he yeah. definitely has plenty of growing room, yeah. but I would like to eventually upgrade him to, um, an 18 by 24 or an 18 by 36 yeah. when he's bigger and he needs more space because most often you're going to find these guys curled up anyway, but they need room to stretch and Absolutely. move around and corn snakes are active snakes. They also need room to do their chest bumping rituals. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you don't have them co-housed with another male. <laughs> no. Um, because they shouldn't be co-housed. Just like when we were talking about with geckos, yeah. most species of snakes are not to be co-housed unless you're breeding them. Yeah. Um, just, they don't do well together. The one nice thing about pet stores is unlike with baby geckos, mm-hmm. usually you don't find a bunch of baby snakes together. Usually yes. they still only house the one snake. Yeah. Um, they'll be housed together when they're first hatched, and oh, then sure. you separate them. <laughs> because... Because they will eat each other. House them together because yeah, snakes will happily eat other snakes. Yes, it's less common with um, with corn snakes, mm-hmm. but they're still snakes. That is why king snakes are called king snakes. Yes. Just on a sideline is because they tend to eat other snakes. Yes, so I would bet that those jungle <laughs> corn snakes are yum 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 <laughs> definitely <laughs> munching on other snakes oh, sure. if they have that opportunity. Look, they're resourceful. Okay, uh, exactly. They gotta eat what they gotta eat, That's and if right. you leave food in there, they gonna eat it. And if food happens to be another snacky, who cares? <laughs> snacky and snacky are very similar in sound. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so their size is a big draw for people yeah. that they don't get big like a ball python, which is another really popular right. first snake. Um, they're also extremely handleable snakes. They, the size makes them manageable, but mm-hmm. they're also just very docile around humans. Mm-hmm. As long as they've been handled by humans at some level, yeah. um, it doesn't even have to be like intensely handled. Mm-hmm. They are not going to completely freak out every time you go to touch them. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that they love being handled necessarily. They do like to explore and they sure. like to be around in different environments and not just be in their cage all the time. That doesn't mean that they're like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. I love you, human. Mm-hmm. They're still snakes. Um, they don't, they don't, I've noticed from my personal experience with Cornelius, he doesn't really bond with me. And I don't see the same type of personality that I see with my geckos. Right. Who seem to really enjoy hanging out with you. Yeah. When he's out with me, he'll, he'll stay with me, but he's also always looking to get away because yeah. there's just cool things to explore. Yeah. Um, and I don't hold it against him. I think he's still a great pet and I still really enjoy hanging out with him. Oh, sure. Um, but I definitely wouldn't say that snakes are going to be like your best best friend i mean some people think they are yeah and that's if you have a different experience with your snake that's great that's that's great awesome and also let us know yeah they do learn to trust you more if you handle them more they'll be less scared when you go to pick them up the other thing with snakes is that if you just go in with confidence and you just reach in and pick them up they're going to freak out a lot less than if you like half grab them and then you're like oh it moved oh, and then you sure. half grab them then they're just going to get away because they see an opportunity to oh, yeah, not be picked up and yeah. that seems better than yeah. just being picked up i mean like just don't pick them up by their head or their tail like right. the tip of their you, tail i like to pick up if because usually when i find him in his cage he'll be in a little circle in yeah. a little spiral and i like to pick up two layers of thick body smart um and that's how i'll pick him up and usually when I bring him back to his tank, mm-hmm. I just hold him near his tank and make sure to guide him not to the shelf next to his tank, but into his tank. And then just wait till he takes his time to slither off me yeah. and be fully back in the cage. And I don't just like drop him in there. Um, you, you wouldn't be able to do that when picking them up though, because they're never going 
to intentionally slither like onto your hand because mm-hmm. there's other places to go again <laughs> right. there's lots of fun things yeah so um size and the fact that they are tame and very docile two of the biggest um, reasons that people want them as pets the other one being just like leopard geckos mm-hmm. they're really hardy because yes. new snake owners are going to make mistakes yeah. in care yeah you don't ever want to intentionally make mistakes. Oh, no. But it's, and do your research. It's absolutely going to happen where, sure. you know, you're not going to do things perfectly yeah. all the time. Or you'll miss a day try. of feeding. Right. Or maybe, like, a shed isn't 100% perfect. Mm-hmm. But corn snakes are super hardy, and they're going to be able to survive those mistakes yeah. and not die on you right away. They don't need things to be 100% perfect. Yeah. And they also have a wide range of acceptable temperature yeah. and acceptable humidity. Mm-hmm. So they, they do need it moist, and especially around times when they're getting ready to shed, oh, moisture sure. helps them shed better. But otherwise, it's not like you need to have their cage constantly misted, and it doesn't yeah. need to be in a narrow area yeah and same for temperature they need it's a nice wide gradient make sure you have a cool side make sure you have a warm side that's in an appropriate temperature range and they're going to be able to move from side to side and up and down as they need Mm -hmm. to be closer or further away from the heat source they don't need any special lighting whatsoever that makes them cheaper to care for and set up for as well exactly cheaper tank yeah cheaper heating source no special lighting so you don't have to pay for the energy long term you don't replace bulbs um and then Feeding-wise, corn snakes are, I won't say notorious, what's a better word? Well-known well known. for. Yeah. I wanted a fancier famous. word. Yes, I suppose. Um, renowned. Yes. <laughs> they are famous for being excellent eaters. Yeah. For eating anytime you want to feed them. Mm-hmm. They don't generally go on feeding strikes and just decide to stop eating um, <laughs> as some other species of snake and other reptiles are known to do Uh um generally if you offer them food they're going to eat it the i personally and most people personally will tell you that the best way to feed captive snakes is to feed frozen that you thaw out Mm -hmm. it's the safest way that way their prey can't hurt them um and it's also just a lot easier most of us who own reptiles love animals yes and feeding a dead frozen rodent Mm -hmm. is a heck of a lot easier than giving them a live rodent corn snakes only eat every seven to ten days um and depending on what size you're feeding them and how big they are they'll eat one to two of the appropriately sized mouse unlike with geckos um and many other types of lizards and reptiles you don't have to supplement vitamins because everything they need is in that mouse. Of course. They're so getting the calcium from the bone. feeding them is handing, like, you have to thaw out a mouse, mm-hmm. which is very easy. Because you all stick you it in the microwave. Do, no. <laughs> do you want to smell dead mouse flesh? I really don't. In your house? I yeah. don't. No. You stick it in a Ziploc bag and then in some warm water for, like, 10 to 15 minutes, and it will eventually warm up to body temperature. You don't want to put it in boiling hot water because you don't want to cook it. No, and you don't want it to be too hot when the snake eats it. Mm -mm, No, you just want it to be warm. Yeah. So you just, like, turn on your sink at the hottest that your sink goes, fill fill a container with that temperature water, put a Ziploc bag with a little mousy in it Mm -hmm. in there, Wait till it's defrosted. I like to dry mine off with a paper towel just so it's not, like, it shouldn't be wet because it's in a Ziploc bag, but just in case. Oh, you dry the Ziploc bag off? No, I dry the mouse off. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And then take your tongs, put it in front of your snake, usually a couple inches away. You don't want to put it, like, right in their face because, again, they're not using their eyes. They want to be able to 
sniff out and explore with their little forked tongues. And usually they'll grab him right away. Corn snakes are great. It takes maybe two seconds to feed him. Mm -hmm. Like, what else makes a snake great is that since they don't eat very often, you can go away for a weekend or go on vacation. You could feed them a really big meal and go on vacation and not be back for, like, 12 days, and they're going to be fine. Just make sure that the lid is on their cage. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a drawback, but (laughs) as far as snakes go, corn snakes are no better at escaping than any other type of snake. But snakes are really good at escaping. So you have to lock their cage. If you have the kind of cage that's an aquarium with um, or a tub with a lid on top, you need to make sure there's a locking mechanism on there. So you either put locking clips on your mesh top Mm -hmm. or you make sure that your tub has those little plastic locks that go on. Because if all it is is a matter of pushing on it, they're going to get it eventually. Oh, yeah. They will figure that shit out. So within my first two weeks of owning Cornelius, he he escaped (laughs) from his tank twice. Yep. Because I had him in a traditional 10-gallon aquarium with a mesh lid. And I had bought clips, but they didn't fit right Right. with the tank that I got because it was a replacement lid, so it didn't fit correctly. Um, And I watched him for a couple days, and nothing nothing happened. And then um, the first time he went missing actually was not a a tank escape. I was letting him out of his cage and supervising him on my bed. And um, he was starting to slither into my pile of pillows. And I knew he was in there. And um, I checked, like, probably 10 seconds after I saw him slide in there. And all of a sudden could not find him. And tore apart my room and had a heart attack. (laughs) And alarmed my roommate and my visiting best friend. (laughs) Because the snake was missing and I couldn't find him. And he was tucked into my pillowcase. (laughs) And the thing is, I had checked my pillowcases because I thought, well, he climbed into this pile of pillows, so he's got to be in there. And I had felt all up and down, and I had not felt him. Mm -hmm. And I went to change the pillowcase (laughs) after two hours of searching. I had planned on changing my pillowcase anyway. And when I yanked it off, he came flying out, (laughs) and I screamed. Yeah, you did. uh, (laughs) And I was very happy to see him, but it's alarming to have a snake fly out of your pillowcase. Is it? Even when you know that your snake is missing. I find that hard to believe. (laughs) And then the second time, um, I don't know how long he was out of his cage because he's usually in his hides. Yeah. And I hadn't checked that day and I hadn't taken him out of the tank. And I went to clean his tank and I picked up the hide he's usually in and he wasn't there. And I picked up the other hide, and he wasn't there. I sifted through and removed all of the substrate, Uh and he wasn't there. Yeah. And tore apart my room and could not find him anywhere. And eventually found him in a, like, I have a storage cubby Uh that has, like, soft bins. And I found him at the bottom of one of those bins in a purse. (laughs) And I don't know how long he'd been there. Um, And so then I decided it was time to upgrade a tank. And this was, by the way... In a place with multiple predators. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Three free-roaming cats. Mm -hmm. Three dogs that are roaming during any portion of the day that he could have been out. Right. Um, Anything. And so many, like, safety hazards. Yeah. And that's where he ended up, which all the way was in my room still, but completely across the room. Yeah, totally the other side. I'm glad he went that way and didn't go out the door, which would have been closer to where he was. Um, so after that, that day, uh, the next day I went and got a tank that opens from the front and locks. Yes. 
Um, and so far, we have had no escapes, though I did, when I put him in the new tank, right. watched him for 20 minutes as he explored every inch of the top yep. of the tank looking for a way out. Yeah. He could not find it. So yep. he is safe and secure in a Phew. locked tank. So... You hear that when you're getting a snake. You hear people say all the time, they're escape artists. Do not take it for granted. They all are. If they have an opportunity to escape, they will take it. Yeah. But that's why I think corn snakes are awesome. And that's why I chose a corn snake. Yeah. um, Over a ball python because of all of the Mm -hmm. benefits. Um, The only thing that ball pythons are better at are being even more docile. Yeah. And just being really laid back and they pretty much just lay there. Um, So they're very easy to handle. Mm -hmm. But But again, the size and the requirements. All those things were just Mm -hmm. not, um, it wasn't worth it for me to have a more docile snake because he's very tame. Oh, he's great. Very handleable. And I enjoy um, watching him do stuff. Yeah. Most of the time, I don't get to catch him doing stuff. So corn snakes, there's a lot of debate. You will, if you Google, uh-huh. some people will tell you they're nocturnal. Some people yes. will tell you they're diurnal, yes. meaning active in the day. Right. And a, a lot of people now are saying, well, let's compromise and say they're crepuscular. Yeah. Meaning they're <laughs> active at dawn and at dusk. Yeah. Honestly, I've watched Cornelius. I think he might be more nocturnal mm-hmm. um, because when I'm like in my bedroom at night mm-hmm. and I have like the lights down, he's more active. But I don't think that that's necessarily a day-night cycle thing right. as much as it is when it's quiet and I know there aren't predators watching me. Yes, I'm gonna be active because he's smart. Um, because I've I've caught him in the middle of the day doing all kinds of stuff. Right, and then as soon as he sees me, he's he stops. Like, oh, what? And then he goes and hides again. And he's like, nobody's... No. I wasn't swimming in my water bowl. I wasn't climbing this vine. No. I don't use this stuff. I wasn't (laughs) trying to escape. What? He just goes... (laughs) He goes and hides. But So I have lots of enrichment in his tank because... I have plants for him to explore in. I have hides for him to go in. I have a log for him to climb if he Which wants to. Which you should to. do for any animal that you have. You should have ways to enrich Lots their lives. Lots of enrichment, especially for animals who spend most of their lives in a cage. Oh, yeah. Because your dogs and your cats, even if you're not great about providing mm-hmm. enrichment specifically for them, they will find things to entertain them. Mm-hmm. Now, the more you offer them, the less yep. likely they are to get into the things you don't want them into. So everyone who's listening to this episode and has huskies that shred... <laughs> random things in their house perhaps Mm. you should offer them more things to do yes (laughs) (laughs) um but for animals like reptiles and small mammals that are spending their entire lives in cages you have to give them things to do because they can't explore and find other things to do um and if you don't give them things to do they're going to end up really bored yeah um they're probably going to destructive They're also just going to end up not living a good life. They're going to be more yeah. stressed out, and they're, you're going to lower their life expectancy. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best way to keep great care of your snake is to not only make sure that all their basic needs are being met, but that they also have lots of different things to interact with in their mm-hmm. environment. And you may not always see them using those things, but they're using them. Yeah. I guarantee it. You may not be able to watch, but they are definitely using them. Corn snakes love to climb. They climb in the wild. They, they do. climb in their cages. So a lot of times people will have them in low cages, and I think that Cornelius yeah. actually prefers having 
Um, you know, when I got him his new cage, I debated over getting him the 12 inch high one, mm-hmm. but I ended up going with the 18 inch high one mm-hmm. and he uses every inch of that yeah. space cause they love to explore. Yeah. Um, and that's space you don't always think about right. with, um, like with lovebird geckos, they're not, they don't climb. Oh, so there's no. there's no point in having a bunch of vertical space, <laughs> no. but if your animal can climb yeah. and wants to, Encourage then that's just extra to. space yeah. for them to exercise. It also will help them not get overweight if you Ellie. are feeding them a little bit no, more than you maybe should good boy um corn snakes rock you guys corn snakes are amazing I'm sure there's like so much more I could say about them I mean I think we can conclude it with corn snakes are awesome they're just 11 they're just rocking there's like good boy there's just no way to get around it no corn snakes are awesome and if if you've been thinking about getting a reptile pet or getting a pet Mm -hmm. in general that's an easy pet maybe a low maintenance pet for your busy lifestyle yeah a or classroom pet? A classroom pet, or mm-hmm. if you're a parent and you're looking to get your kid, you know, your responsible, trustworthy, respectful of animals kid a pet, you know, rather than getting a puppy, mm-hmm. who are a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> um, and bite your toes, Tuesday. <laughs> She's passed out right now. She, right now. On my lap. She played so hard. I know. And she had like three field trips today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe consider getting them a corn snake. Thank you, Cornelius, for being such an amazing guest. Oh, we, so you know, the the edited vlog, of course, will not be an hour and a half, but <laughs> our raw footage is an hour and a half. Oh my gosh! And Cornelius was comfortably hanging out with yeah. me that entire Ellie. time. So Ellie. thank you, Cornelius, and Good thank boy. you, Corn Snakes, and thank you, listeners, thank you, Corn for Snakes. listening to episode six of yeah. Crittercast. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Please. Give us a rating. Please, please. Um, listen to us on Spotify. Yeah. Check out our website, CritterCastPodcast.com. That's right. Send us an email at CritterCastPodcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We're uh-huh. CritterCast, capital uh-huh. C, capital C, on both of those yeah. social medias. Send us your... Send us your stories. Everything. Send us your address and your bank accounts. And if you are listening and you like us, say something. Please. Hello. Are you there? <laughs> Is anybody we love there? You. We know you are because we can look at statistics. We have faith. But we want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, so let us know and tune in next week, episode seven. We're ep- lucky episode seven. Oh, yeah. Where we're probably going to be delving into one of the animals we saw at the aquarium. Oh, so for sure. if you can think of an animal that might have been at the Monterey Bay Ooh. Aquarium that you might like us to discuss, mm-hmm. put in your submission now. And hey, how about this? If you guess, mm-hmm. if you guess the animal that we're going to discuss, mm-hmm. who's currently housed at the Monterey Bay Aquarium, we will do a special live video and give you a shout out. Yeah. On our Facebook page. Absolutely. Yeah. We will. And we'll make one of our dogs or cats blow an air kiss to you. Yes. Well. Right, Ruru? He's out. He's so cute. He's so oh my adorable. goodness. Uh, if you want to see more adorable photos of our resident critters or our visiting critters, such as Tuesday the puppy, um, shout out. Let us know who you want to see more of. Right now, we're kind of just posting whoever we want to, but if you like somebody more than somebody else, Mm -hmm. let us know. We have a nice, fancy camera. We can get better pictures. Heck yeah, we can. We have fancy phones. We can get lots of pictures. (laughs) Do you guys like videos? Do you guys like our live streams? Let us know. Yeah. We are going to... We're here for Be you. Be here for you, and you're going to listen to us, and it's going to be a great it's symbiotic relationship. It's so good. 
Don't you love those science words? I do. No, I do. Yes. (laughs) All right, folks. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile.